Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Five Diggy Tribe Core Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Absol. This is KO. And you listening to the Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. This is show that you come up on, yeah. This is spot that you come up strong, yeah. Hey, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. This is your boy Chetto, founder of the Come Up Show and if you haven't already peeped it, make sure you check out our brand new website. I really appreciate your feedback. TheComeUpShow.com. Let's get into today's podcast with the homie KO. My guest today was born and raised in the Caribbean island of St. Lucia. He arrived in Canada to attend St. Mary's University back in Halifax in 2009. He completed a marketing degree and now he calls Toronto home. And there's a lot of stuff that happened between those years, you know, like being signed to Classified, doing multiple cross-country tours, sporting artists such as Snoop Dogg, Charlie Tuna from Jurassic 5, and so much more. Please introduce yourself. What up, what up, what up? This is your friendly neighborhood island boy, Kale. What is good? Nah, fuck it, who got the weed and Moscato? Ain't trying to be no Romano, but some of Mata's decide to acquire. I've been through all these phases, all of these different changes, but still I want to come across as a fucking liar. I hope you understand that everything that I am is what makes me a man, better yet makes me a person. A walking contradiction, still none of it fiction, with a slight addiction to spit real in these verses. Uh, che Guevara, this era in a great Carrera, they keep on saying that I'm great, but I just say it better. I say I'm something like a rap Robert Nestor. Marley, I'm a king. The rest of this poor jester. Yes, sir. So, yo, Kyo, do you remember how we first met? Like, do you remember the like? Take us back there, so yo, to, to, I, to let the, the listeners know. I was just thinking about yeah, this just yeah. before the interview. Um, it was my first time in London. We did the interview. Like the search had just came out. Uh, it was my first tour with class and all that kind of thing. And it's still like to this day, it's still like I look back on that moment and it's still like one of my favorite interviews ever. You know what I mean? So like those are moments that live back, live with me forever, man. I remember them times for real, for real. That was dope. It, it was hilarious because uh, you know at that time I was I've been doing the come up show for at least for like uh, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, four years. That was 2011. And uh, we did, uh, we played paintball because I've interviewed Classified so many times until that point where I was like, yo, I was like, Classified, I'm kind of sick of interviewing you, the same type of thing. We sit on a couch and we talk about it. And let's do paintball where the owner of this paintball called Flag Swipe, they let us rent out the whole thing for free. And we brought all this crazy equipment from our Fanshawe. Like these students, some of our interns were students from Fanshawe. So we rented out $50,000 worth of video equipment, like cranes and everything like that. So yeah, after uh, after we do flag swipe uh, paintball, I'm about to go home to get change or whatever, and you guys are in tour bus. And before I leave, classified is like, yo, Chetto, yo, this is my artist Ko. Can you like, uh, can you interview him when you come back? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, for sure, man. And, and I go home, I do the research, I check out the music. I'm like, wow, this guy is amazing. And th- I did the research within an hour or so, and we came back, and you're like, I can't believe you know all this information so quickly. Do you remember that? It was so. Dope. I forgot about the um the paintball thing, man. Yeah. That was a great time. Now my first time paint um doing paintball and everything. That with shit was kids in the crazy hall. with them? kids in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Knowledge in them, yeah, man. Oh, that was some good times. I cannot lie. That was definitely a good time. So your first uh, tweet of 2016, you started off with a question, and you're like, uh, "Did you accomplish everything you dreamed of in 2015? And are you ready to get more in 2016? I know I am. 
Um, with that said, did you accomplish everything you dreamed of uh, in 2015? What was your 2015 like? You know what? Um, 2015 had a lot of it had a lot of ups and downs, um, but I could definitely say that I, I did accomplish it, what it is that I wanted to accomplish for 2015. I look back, I look back on on moments where I was the year before that, the year prior to that, and I look at where I am now. And it's like, I'm in a much better position than I was like, because like I had just moved to Toronto. There were a lot of different things that I was trying to figure out. And it's a blessing to be able to look back on those moments and see that, you know, the progress is being made. And I'm one of them dudes that I tend to be a little hard on myself. You know what I mean? So um, it, it's good to, to be able to reflect on these moments and sort of take stock of these things and and realize your blessings and see that yo you know you, things are happening you just have to be you have to be remain patient you have to remain consistent you have to continue to work hard and uh that is what we we managed to do i had a I, it was a blessing to be able to put out nowhere i was happy with that body of work that was my first body of work that we had put out officially since slave in 2013 and i feel like you know, the evolution of the music, the evolution of the sound, the content, and the direction was evident with that project. So it was it was dope, you know, to, to look back on those moments in 2015 and be like, okay, this is good now. Let's keep moving, you know? Definitely. And we'll talk about the, the EP Nowhere. Uh, but you moved, uh, you know, you came from St. Lucia to Halifax for school and to pursue music. You met Classified, and then you moved from Halifax to Toronto. So what was that transition like going from Halifax uh, to Toronto and being in Toronto. Um, both both tra- both moves kind of like you know took a little bit of getting used to. Halifax was a little easier to tra- to like just transition into because it was still a small town. It kind of felt big enough and small enough for me. At the same time, I was in school with a lot of Saint Lucian friends, so I didn't really feel out of my element in that way. Mm-hmm. And then like the um the hip hop community in Halifax itself was so welcoming and so organic. And like, I feel like being there really gave me the opportunity to, to become the artist that I've managed to become right now. When I moved to Toronto, um, again, the transition wasn't too, too difficult because by that time I already had like the infrastructure around me that was already based in Toronto. So like my managers, black box, they're here, the booking agents, um, the label, my entire infrastructure around me as an artist was already based in Toronto, so it made sense. And a yogi moved out with me, so I had my producer with me, like, and he's still like my friend, my brother, and a Lucian, you know. So it gave me that kind of sense of home. But then the only thing is like, Toronto was still a much, much bigger platform, you know. And then it was still very, it is still very like, it's a little clicky in a way. Like it's it's a real like a, uh, you either east side or you're. You from the west side or you from like it's just all these different things that I never even really fit into because I'm not even from here entirely. Like I cannot associate with being from Saga or from being from Scarborough or or any of these kind of things. So that, you know, took a little bit of getting used to and still takes a little bit of getting used to. But then it just kinda gives me the opportunity or the challenge to make the music speak so much louder for itself, you know? Mm-hmm. But I love it here, man. I, I feel like I like I've acclimated nicely. I still got a, a good circle of friends around me. I dig the vibes here, so it's good. I fuck with it. 
Definitely. So uh, your EP, uh, Nowhere, uh, was released in the fall of 2015 via Black Box. And if people don't know, Black Box is independent record labels, home to Sunreal, Shad, Rich Kid Classified. Uh, you said that this uh, EP feels like your best work and really showcases the new sound that you've been working on all your household. It's, um, I've always had a challenge of, like I've all as an artist, I've always had a challenge of like these having these three elements of my artistry and trying to put them in one. So like there's the 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 very very straight raw aggressive rap side of me, and then there's like the 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 emotional introspective R and B side of me, and then there's like the the straight island Caribbean reggae side of me. So I always tried to put those elements into my music, and. At the time, you know, it, I felt like it worked, but just ever since really the release of Bakara, we did this video in St. Lucia um, called Bakara. And that one kind of happened almost by accident where everything just fit in and everything just, the, the cohesiveness in that song in terms of all three of those, me- those elements was just, you know, perfect. So once we figured that out, we really just, you know, ran with the sound and really kind of fine-tuned it and, and perfected it. And I feel like we had never gotten as close to that vibe as we are now in terms of where, like, everything is just so balanced and so consistent and so cohesive. And then it's still something that could compete in the climate that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, that was one of the biggest things. We were even talking about this before, where, like, why... um you know the the class situation didn't didn't pan out as great for me because it's still I was still really trying to like figure out that sound you know what I mean like just really trying to figure out something that that feels as honest and a holistic to me but then it's still something that you know could compete with where we're at right now and I feel like nowhere was the the perfect balance of that and the perfect showcasing of that and from there like we're ready to, you know, that's a great platform to start the rest of 2016 on. Mm-hmm. And, and talk about bla- balance and the cl- uh, the climate that we're in. You know, uh, you said uh, from a tweet, dear fellow artists, I know we live in the era of the turn up, but please let's not abandon substance for the sake of being heard. Uh, you said that we are trapped in the era of the turn up. So how do you balance that? How do you stay true to yourself as an artist and give people what they want to hear? Mm-hmm. Man, and it's true. We are really trapped in the era to turn up and and gain lit and and all these different things, man. And like you know, I cannot, I can't front on it. Like I enjoy the music; it's a guilty pleasure. I can't even say like a guilty pleasure, man. Like I dig the music. Mm-hmm. It's just that like it it saddens me when you realize that the majority of music right now, or at least uh, hip hop, you know what I mean? At least hip hop is. It, it's almost completely abandoned substance. Like at least in the 90s or even in the early 2000s, there was a little bit of balance in terms of like, you'd be able to get like your turn up shit, but you'd still get like your introspective, your, you'd get all these different elements of the culture. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a little harder to get that. Like it's a, it's a little bit more far, few and far between. Like you have your Coles, you have your Kendricks, but... You know, it, it, I miss it. So I've always stood by the by the, the notion where, like, I always want to say something 
of substance in my music. I always want to be to be able to to make people feel something. I want to leave behind like a legacy of some form or some fashion. So that's why like what like the way I managed to you know just stay true to that and still be able to to work out and in this whole thing is how we did it with nowhere like if you listen to the songs if you listen to the if you listen to the 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 content you'll see that yeah it's still music that you could ride to it's still music that that you could hear in the club and you could turn up to but it's still something in there that you could listen to and and take something home you know so so it's just proof that you don't necessarily have to completely abandon that for the sake of of standing out or for the sake of riding the wave or whatever it is you want to you want to look how you want to look at it you just got to be honest with yourself and stay true to yourself and and do what it is that you you came in this game to do originally you know what i mean like we're all human beings so we all kind of like go through these different emotions but all these different emotions aren't being adequately represented in my opinion right now I'm humble but these days I feel like the man they want to trust on me but know that they can't they want to trust on me but know that they can't like why must you always just ruin our plans why must you do it why must you do it like catch him in jays but can kill him in vans rockers and rip jeans and stands my liquor from france my denim japan i know that a lot of you niggas gonna hate it this is just music i do what i can and somehow it just feel like the greatest like i actually i uh, remember i think eric sermon uh from EPMD I think he was on the on the podcast Combat Jack podcast or whatever he's like hip hop you know uh like for example let's take the genre of of rock mm-hmm. you know what i mean you have punk you have metal you have you know like soft rock you have all these subgenres that can exist at the same time yeah. but in hip hop it's just you know just what's popular and like for example, you know, say trap is popular right now, or whatever genre is pop, uh, whatever sound is popular. It's like everything else cannot exist, cannot be in the mainstream, cannot be. People cannot listen to that at the same time. If yeah. it do, if it doesn't sound like trap, then it's like conscious hip hop or whatever the talent yeah. qualities or whatever cannot exist at the same time. While other genres have subgenres, and rap, we don't have really subgenres where people can tolerate more than one thing at a time. It's just like it's always waves. It's always right? that's it. It's yeah. really a waves. And I guess like maybe it's because like we're we're a very young genre, you know what I mean? So that could be one of the issues, but man, it doesn't really have to be like that. In a way like hip hop kind of has like his sub his sub genres. Mm-hmm. Like I always used to consider people like Waka Flocka uh, sort of like a uh, 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 a punk hip hop, you know what I mean? Like where, like it's very show based. Like you get that energy, you get that vibe, you just get that craze when you go to one of his shows, mm-hmm. and and you know that's cool. You could get them kind of elements, but it's just I don't know what it is now, man. I, I, and I dig it. I, I don't even know where it where it happened, but it's just uh, people tend to follow the wave, and maybe that's just what it is. Like people are kind of scared now to be themselves, you know? Like just just be yourself. And it, I don't know, man. I sound like an old head. <laughs> For real, when I think about it, like I sound like an old head when it comes to this shit. But I just, I just want a little bit of balance in it. And I'm sure I'm not the only one out there that feels like that. But like, even where you look at where it is right now, where like there isn't much of a difference between, you know, hip hop and R and B, where like every rapper is a singer or every singer is a rapper, and I'm a little guilty of that too because I I, I enjoy that, I dig that. It's something that I came up doing. It's some it's I like I really sort of 
came up around when that thing was starting to really pop off and now it's just everywhere you know so it, it's just a little it's a little difficult it's a little more difficult for people to stand out who are just sort of like riding the wave and the internet makes it even more difficult because music is so much more easily accessible like streaming platforms and all these different these different ways that we consume music now mm-hmm. while it's great for the consumer and it's, it's good for the artist as well it's just uh there is very little buffer so it's, it's very little buffer like everything is coming to you at the same time so there's nothing there's no platform or anything to sort of filter out the bullshit from the actual good content and everyone is just trying to, you know, like, if this is what people are into, shit, this is what I'm about to jump on. You know, it's just. Exactly. And 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 time will tell, obviously, right, for all time these artists tell. who are following waves or whatever. Yeah. But I think maybe sometimes why people do that from a listener's perspective, it's just so easily accessible. Like, you as a listener don't have to try to understand too much. If, if it sounds like what's out right now, yeah. if it's, say, you're an artist imitating a trap or your singer and your rapper or whatever, you don't have to think too much about it. Like you can just listen to it right away. It's easily accessible. That's okay. That's That's not too bad. Like, and that even comes back to what we did with nowhere where we, we found a soundscape that was more accessible to consumers, more accessible to our listeners. But at the same time, we didn't abandon our own artistry for the sake of people hearing us or people listening to us. We just found a way to you know capture the elements of current sounds and make them our own like that in my opinion is what you know an artist should do because like sounds will change the different popular things in music are always going to change like if you look at it from the 80s to the 90s to the early 2000s like i remember when man like joints like fabulous trade it all or or jaru put it on me like those are the only kind of joints you would hear on the radio or anywhere and it was like those like guitar samples and all those joints and then everyone was kind of riding that wave but it's still like you could tell who was a fabulous you could tell who was a jar you could tell who was a a little flip or, or anything like that but now it's just like just like one long ass song <laughs> you know like uh, basically the point of me saying this is that you can uh, don't up uh, exactly what the tweet said don't abandon substance for the sake of being heard for the sake of riding that wave. Remember what it is that you came in this for and just remember that, man, like, there is more to it. There is more to it. Like, people are listening to music, but at the same time, like, there's just, there's vibrations and there's energies and there's emotions. Like, you affect people with your music. Mm -hmm. Like, if you kind of take that responsibility a little bit more, you will be a little bit more honest with yourself and realize that, yo, like, I'm affecting people with my music let me let me leave a good effect on these people you know and i'm not i'm not trying to be too preachy about it or nothing but just i just want people to be mindful and 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 take account and take responsibility for for the the vibes that they're putting out there you know and that's what i stand by that's what nowhere stands for that's what my music will continue to stand for like i always say that like i want to be able to the only thing you could leave behind is your legacy and the only thing you could take with you are your experiences. So it's been a blessing to be able to experience all these different things while being in this game. But at the end of the day, like, I know that I'm not going to be here for. I'm not going to be an artist forever. And I'm not going to be here on this earth forever. So I want to be able to leave something behind that people could genuinely feel, mm-hmm. you know? 
Yeah, and keeping that in mind, that's that's when you can, you know, keep moving forward when you're saying, as you said, your legacy is your art as an artist. Exactly. And um, when you when you look back and when people look at your catalog, like this guy stood for something, exactly. rather than these artists who keep following waves, because you're not you're you're gonna be forgotten about very 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 quickly. You yeah, know what I mean? Um, so I heard that you're trying a new creative process uh, in your interview with uh, yeah. on the team backpack where you talk about you learned this from your producer Yogi mm -hmm. where once you hear the beat you freestyle on a song from front to end right away and then you fix it up. Tell me about that process. Well, I mean it's it's something that I I dabble in a little bit. I try different approaches still, but it's um man like I I've been doing this for a little while. I've been doing this for quite some time. So like mm -hmm. for the sake of of you know being remaining a student of this and trying to learn different tactics i approached it that way and for the sake of just like keeping it fun and interesting for myself i approached it that way so like a yogi is um he's a head engineer at um the studio that he's working out of gsen studios so it's a uh, it's a dude named cinco quadro cinco from ghetto concept it's his studio and everything so they do a lot of work out of there and a lot of dope artists come through there right so um, he was telling me that he's been working with a lot of different like songwriters that aren't artists. They just they're strictly just songwriters, and that's interesting for me because I've never really been like a part of that. I've always approached it as an artist. So um, he was the one who was showing me like just just trust your gut, you know, just trust your emotion, and just go in there and just vibe it. And a lot of the time, like you capture that that first instinct, that first emotion that you feel when you hear the music. You know, there's always something, something about the vibe that, and a lot of time, like, even, like, say, like, I remember when I was a kid, man, when I used to just, like, freestyle with my friends over beats and stuff, and then, like, you would freestyle and it would be so dope and you guys would be losing your minds and then you couldn't remember anything afterwards, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then if you try to write to it, it's just not the same vibe. Or even when I'm doing, like, demos or sometimes, like, a lot of the time, the first the first time you get in the booth and you're just laying down like a reference track or something where you're like there's not that much pressure on you that's the one and then I'll, like every time i try to re-record it or something sometimes i just don't capture the same vibe mm -hmm. so i've just been trying to like you know trust my instinct as far as that con that's concerned from like a melodic standpoint so i go in there and i just let the track run from top to bottom and just like freestyle different flows different patterns different melodies mm -hmm. and you know, keep what I think works, like what I got to like cut and paste different melodies or just different different ways of experimenting around it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then once I got that, keep that and then trace it and put in the actual words. So like I even take a lot of the pressure off of me in terms of like having to think of the lyrics right away. Mm -hmm. I just get the patterns and then I get the flow and the melody and everything. And then once I'm happy with it, I trace it. So even um, with this next project that we've been working on, I've been doing that a lot. So, like, there are a lot of interesting things with the cadence that I haven't really achieved before that I've been able to capture because of that. You know what I mean? So I'm excited for people to hear it, man. At the end of the, at the end of, the day, it's just, a, it's just a different process to reach the end result. Um, the, the end result at the end of the day is what matters or what the people hear. But, you know, it keeps it fun for me. It keeps it fun for you. And, and I think you've said, and I hear a lot of artists say this, when you're not having fun anymore, that's when you're going to stop yeah. doing it. What, is that, what does that mean? You can't force it. You really just can't, you really can't force it. And um, 
man, at times it happens. At times where, like, I feel very uninspired or, like, you know, you could even consider it writer's block or anything. But, like, sometimes when that happens, you really just got to, like, look at it from the outside and just give it a rest or something. But, man, when it, once it starts to feel like that, that's when it starts to feel like work. And you don't ever want it to feel like work. You always want to you want to get that original and that's why we do it it's almost like a drug it's like it's therapeutic it's like you keep doing music because of the feeling it gives you because of the feeling that you get listening to it the feeling that you get doing it performing it the feeling that you get from how people feel about it you know like it could even be a little narcissistic but like it is what it is. We're human beings. Like we, we, we cling to things that that give our lives purpose, that that make us feel, you know, like we're here for a reason, or make us feel like, like just something, man. It's just something about. I, I don't know how to explain, but it's just something about the music. Like if you don't get that feeling, bro, like what are you doing it for? Like I'm sure like athletes could uh, could appreciate that kind of thing or relate to it, where it's like. You're, you're you're putting yourself through this you're competing you're doing all this because of how it makes you feel you know and I, I can relate to that you know having a radio show for seven to eight years when i'm in the studio and i'm playing music mm-hmm. i feel like i am unstoppable yeah. i feel like i am on top of the world and this is what i feel my purpose is to share the story of an artist and to get that the, get the meaning behind the music and i i definitely know what you're talking about. Let's start with what you feel your strength as an artist is, and right after that, what your weakness as an artist is and the things that you need to continue to work on. We all have, we're all imperfect. What are your strengths and your weaknesses as, a, as an artist? Man, that's a, that's a dope question because it, it forces you to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, like, I think, I think my strengths as an artist are the the pictures that i that i paint with the music like i think i think i'm a i think i'm a dope songwriter like i've always strived to be a great songwriter and so like i i i pay attention to i pay attention to to reoccurring themes to to format to all those things that you know people unconsciously attach themselves to I think, I think lyrically, um, I've always, like I said, I've always strived to say something in my music. So I think that is one of my strengths that my music is always going to be, uh, it's always going to have some sense of consciousness in it, some sort of, of introspection. Like there's those elements are always going to be there because I think those are the things that, that I am strong at. And those are the, the, that's part of the reason that I am an artist because I've always wanted to be able to represent something. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, that is also the weakness of my music mm-hmm. or me as an artist because I strive for those things and it's, it's sometimes difficult to, to get them. And, and sometimes people just want to have fun, you know? And, and I, maybe I don't let myself have as much fun in terms of that or like you like I'm still working on finding ways that people could still just have fun to the music and it still have substance in it you know what I mean like those are the the elements that I think 
that I need to, that I'm still working on mm-hmm. as an artist. Like, I can't lie, like, we're all just, you know, work in progress. But that is something that I'm still working on apart from that. But, like, my strengths, I still think, like, I'm a dope lyricist, a dope songwriter. Um, I've always prided myself in my performances, man. Like, I, I put my heart and my soul in my performances. I cannot lie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bro. But, like, at the same time, my weaknesses are still that, like, I, 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 I always want to say something in my music. I always want to say something. And sometimes people just don't want to hear that shit, you know? But, I mean, and, and that just comes back to the narcissism and the selfishness of, of being human, man. Like, I, I do this. I do this for them, but I also do this first and foremost for me. And that's what makes me feel like, you know, that, that that's what makes me feel fulfilled, that, I'm putting out music that has substance and has purpose and has those kind of elements in it. So, yeah, it is what it is. Well, I, I know exactly how you say when you feel when your weakness may be like sometimes people can't have fun to your music or you want to have fun with your music. But people go to different artists for specific things, right? Yeah. Like they might not come to KO for just pure, you know, waka flocka type of music, yeah. right? Like people, you you have a brand and you have a what what people people can can trust to come to ko for lyrics and right so true. so that that's and but you want to you know as you say sugar with your medicine you want to exactly your, you, you always want to be able to do that and it, like i still dig that kind of music so like i always want to i there are times when i want to make that kind of music yeah. and uh, you know we we i strive to kind of be like well-rounded it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult you know like yeah. we all got our lane and, and shit like that but yeah. still man like you know, it is what it is. I love to have fun yeah. to the music too. Exactly. So why can't people have fun to the music? When, you, when I mean? you're when you're sipping a little bit of rum whiskey exactly. and you're like you're listening to it, I'm like, yo, I want to do this too as well too. Exactly. Uh, what do you think? Uh, so talking about like you know substance and balancing that or as, as well as sugar with your medicine, uh, Cardinal Fishals, no reason that song. That's what do you- the perfect example of that. That is the perfect example of that. Where he was able to like find that wave and, and, and capture those different elements of current sound, but then still put, you know, something that you could really sit there and ponder on. Like kudos to, to Cardi for that, man. Like that joint right there, mm-hmm. he accomplished that. And that's what it is. That's that's really um that's that was like what we strived for with nowhere. Um that is what we've been going with with the music and he was one of them dudes that told me that like we had that conversation where we did nagato mm-hmm. where it was like yo you 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 like once you find that vibe you're always gonna be you you just have to know how to inject that knowledge and and that wisdom into the music and and sometimes man like a lot of times the kids don't even know what they're listening to they just feel like yo this shit is dope i could turn up to this and they do but and and like don't underestimate the the power of like the vibrations in the music and and the, the subconscious mind like even if you don't know for real what is being said in the music you're taking it in and that's why i feel like we as artists have to take responsibility for the shit that we put out because if we just have like we just have a plethora of all this bullshit sorry for like sorry for my french but if you just have all this bullshit out there that has zero substance and it's all about you know bad bitch this and and my wrist this and and all this type of shit and you're not really saying nothing in the music even if like the kids aren't really listening to what you're saying they're picking it up subconsciously so man like kudos to cardi for being able to accomplish that he's one of them dudes that 
that I look up to as an artist. He's one of them dudes that I always wanted to work with as an artist. So it's dope that I was able to do that. And yeah, he's one of them dudes that like he gets it. Mm-hmm. You know, he he understands the the, the the power of the music and he is on this ep nowhere as well too and that's an artist that you look up to and were inspired by so how did that you know i see you guys you know hanging out when you go to shows or whatever how did that uh relationship come about with cardinal man that's the homie um just realize 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 did you like um just kind of like a real recognize real kind of thing um mm-hmm. we did i did baccarat in we dropped back around February of last year and I had met Cardi a bunch of times before that mm-hmm. but I had like we were starting like I was just really trying to build a relationship with him mm-hmm. when I moved here to Toronto mm-hmm. so when I first moved out here I went up there for a meeting at Universal mm-hmm. we just played him a bunch of the music let him know what it is that we were doing let him know what it is that I was about as an artist mm-hmm. and every time from like from that moment every time that we put music out I would send it to him just to like, you know, get his opinion or at least like stay on his radar. Mm-hmm. I would do that with him, with um with Ives, with Big Eyes from Universal, with JP, just like all the different contacts that I had made in the building. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like apart from apart from it being like a label artist situation, like I valued these people's opinion. So I would just send him the music all the time just to sort of get some feedback. Mm-hmm. And I sent him back uh, and he was he was in L.A. at the time. Um, I can't remember what he was doing out there. It was, like, I think, like, some award thing or something. Mm-hmm. He was in L.A. at the time. Mm-hmm. And he sent me the email. He sent me an email saying, like, yo, um, I'm the type of, I'm a type of guy that, like, I've, I'm a bit jaded by the industry. I've been burnt a bunch of times, so I keep my, I keep my circle tight. Um, but I'm also an honest person and this right here that what you sent me is like where you need to be congratulations kudos on that I fuck with it and then like hearing that from like you know one of my idols one of my heroes I'm like yes like we finally we finally you know reached where we gotta be so right away I jumped on that opportunity I was like yo appreciate it brother as soon as you get back dog I still want to get in the studio with you. Let's make it happen. He's like, boom, no problem. You just let me know when, I'll be there. I made it happen. We sent him a bunch of beats. Uh, we booked the session. He came through, and we just chopped it up, man. Like, we just played a bunch of different beats, but it's really just the conversation that we had, just reasoning and just, you know, just picking his brain that really inspired the song and where we went with that song. And it's the same conversation about, you know, just trying to put content and put knowledge in your music regardless of if the kids kind of hear it on their first listen but they'll feel it they'll get it Mm -hmm. you know just let them turn up to it let them do whatever it is they want to do but they'll take it in whether they realize it or not Mm -hmm. and yeah man like we just did that uh the song happened in almost no time it was just like like it was crazy i felt like it was like an outer body experience (laughs) like i was just I, it was surreal to to be there to experience that because like him being Caribbean him being Jamaican me being from the Caribbean as well I always saw him as like if there's anybody that I want to work with if there's anybody that I I see myself aligning with it's 
Cardinal official because he not only did what it is that I've been trying to do in terms of like incorporate hip hop and all these different genres with our Caribbean culture, but what he represents for us, like for for like just people from the islands, like the whole island boy cartel thing is like it's serious, man. Like I look up to I look up to that shit because it's like I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just it makes you feel like it's possible. Exactly, exactly that. It makes it feel like it's possible, and it's just, it's just crazy that to see the heights that he has reached. People like Rock City as well. Like, um, it's just crazy to to know that these these things are are accessible. These things are are available to us. Are are, are able to be reached. Um, so we did the song, and then. Even we did the song, and then I was able to to fly him to St. Lucia. I was down there. I was performing for the St. Lucia Jazz Festival, and um, we just we got an opportunity where we were able to do another show, and we were like, "Yo, it would be a great way to shoot the video for the song if we could get Cardi down to St. Lucia to do the video and do the show with us and everything." I reached out, and he was like, "Yo, no problem." He um, he linked me with his management and everything. His management was was a breeze to work with, um, and we made that shit happen. And it was crazy to be able to bring, you know, one of my heroes to my home, like my home home, bro. Like, we brought him to, we had lunch in my mom's house. Like, we brought him to, like, all the different spots we would go to just to hang out. Like, it was it was crazy, and it was it was super dope to be able to do that with him because aside from the music, he got to see like the picture of who who we are and where we came from. Yogi was with me and everything. Like we took him all over the island. It was just so crazy. It was so <laughs> like, like even just talking about it, it was so crazy. Um, but he got to see what what it is that we were really about. Like aside from the whole music thing, but just people like we just kicked it as people and i think that's where um that's where the friendship really came from like it 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 became something more than just like yo this is cardinal official and this is kale like this is jason and this is phil but you know like it was i and it was and it's a blessing to look back on shit like that and to be able to to call somebody like that like someone who i consider a, a mentor and a role model a friend as well you know it's just it's crazy so like yeah like it's dope to and he he kind of like his outlook on the industry is very similar to mine in terms of like we try to steer clear of the tomfoolery and we just keep it very pure and very organic and very all about the vibes and all about the music and all about the energy you know what i mean so yeah man shout out to cardi right now he's in trinidad just gaining it good for um for carnival and everything so yeah, man, big shout out to Cardi and the whole Island Boy Cartel. Niggas acting like they won't give them the business, nigga.
so yo you actually like share and repost other artists music like by that i mean like canadian toronto artists like on your soundcloud you repost from saisy to jazz cartier to tory lanes and everything like that and 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 the reason i'm asking that not a lot of artists do that like most artists are like no it's all about me and that's it and you're actually sharing other artists music so i want to know what more about that fan first bro that's what it is i'm a fan of i'm a like anybody you see that i repost i'm a either a friend of or a fan of or both and i came in this as a a fan of the art form first and foremost so like and when you really really like break it down to the nitty-gritty man like hip-hop is the only genre where there's such animosity amongst each other like you could have the competition you could have a friendly competition but you don't have to be a bitch about it you know like if i dig sazy's music I'm going to post Saisy's music. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Um, yeah, bro, I, I, I'm a fan first, bro. I listen to everything. I try to listen to everything um, that comes in my radar. Um, I just dig music, and if I like it, I want to share it with the people that dig my music. So, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's so important, and that's definitely, like, lacking yeah. today. Like, people, it's like there's, you know, when you perform at a show and people got that screw face, there, there's, like, more rappers than actually fans, you know what I mean? Like, yo, are you, did you not become a fan first? Like, exactly. isn't that why you're making music? Because you I are a, such a fan where you want to contribute to the culture. So I really appreciate that because I don't see that often on, and on a lot of artists' SoundCloud. So uh, it's 2016. Well, what are you hoping to accomplish this year, man? Man, I want to drop, like, I plan to drop like five projects. I won't even lie to you. Um, Nowhere was pretty much the the beginning of a campaign that we had in mind where we'd be dropping um, four of these EPs. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about it like initially when we first dropped the EP because it was too soon. But now it's just whatever, you know. I used a homie, so if anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, we want to drop four of these EPs, mm-hmm. and basically these four EPs are gonna. Once you get to the fourth one and you put it all together, it's going to be an entire album. If you like, listen to it from the first one to the last one, even the way like they transition from each other, you realize that it was supposed to be an album. So, like, if you listened to the first EP, Nowhere, once you get the once you get the second EP, which I'm not gonna get the title yet, but uh, once you get to the second EP, you'll realize that it picks up exactly where Nowhere left off. And then that's what's going to happen with the third one and the fourth one. Um, aside from that, so that's three projects that I want to do. Um, remember the search that we did? I was about to ask you. <laughs> that's how I discovered the music. Yeah. Um, with, Quake. with Quake. Shout out Quake Matthews. Um, We're going to be doing like a, a follow-up to that. For sure, for sure. Which I am excited. I'm excited about because that that's one of the moments that like, it was one of the, the most fun moments for me as an artist, doing like a collab album with somebody, mm-hmm. uh, especially somebody like Quake, who, in like as far as I'm concerned, is one of the best rappers in Canada, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it was a dope experience because we we challenge each other so much. Uh, we we come from very different backgrounds, very different influences musically as well. So like once we work together, the the chemistry is just incredible. That like. The sound and everything is it's different to what I do as a solo artist. It's different to what Quake does as a solo artist. And I think the fans would really appreciate it. Um, so it's done. Like we're, we're done with the recording and everything. Uh, we did it in like, man, Quake was here a couple weeks ago. 
and we just kind of kicked it and, and vibed and within like I think three sessions we were able to finish the project mm. so um, that's gonna come in between these EPs as well and I also have another project that I did um, with Tona oh shit yeah like Tona is the homie as well Tona is one of them dudes that when I first moved to Toronto he was one of them dudes I just showed nothing but love so uh, we had like a couple of sessions before and like it was just a situation where he wanted to feature me on one of his songs and he needed him, and I needed him featured on one of mine and then before you knew it, we had like 10 joints so we were like fuck we gotta put this shit out um, so yeah that's another project that I'm sitting on right now man my Dropbox is nothing but fire bro <laughs> trust me what's the password <laughs> trust me though um, yeah so we got them joints that I want to drop this year so you heard it here first like by the hook of the crook dog I'm dropping these five projects I also want to do um, I want to do a, a soca joint for, for uh, St. Lucia Carnival this year I want to do all that shit bro like the way I look at this shit dog is like I'm getting older um I don't know how long I'm going to be here for. I've always sat on so much music. I have more music unreleased than I have released. And looking back on it, it's like, why are you doing this to yourself? So I just thought about it. Like once there's an effective strategy around the release of all this music, then I want to do it. You know, if not just for not just for myself, but for the fans as well. But more so for myself. Like, I, I want people to hear this music, man. So that's my plan for 2016. I'm excited. Uh, it's about to start. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a great year in terms of releases. So, yeah, man. That's what it is. Well, I, I'm definitely really excited about that as a fan. <laughs> and uh, and uh, when you look at the environment of music and how much music is um, released nowadays, um, like, for example, Future dropped... I don't know how many seven mixtapes or seven projects in the past nine Shot, months. Like, two albums in two weeks, like was ridiculous. Exactly. So and and how, I like the strategy that you're saying right now. I'm gonna you know release three to four EPs over this year. I feel like rather than releasing one album and taking a whole year with that and then being gone until the next year, that's not an effective strategy anymore. No. Would you Would you agree? I agree, and it's really more so the climate of music, like. Back in the day, I say back in the day, like it was so long ago, but like maybe two years ago, you could put out an album and then tour on that shit for the rest of the year. Big Sean did it last year, actually, and he was able to, to effectively do that. But then you look at artists like Future and, and, and Young Thug and, 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 and Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez just dropped like um, two joints in Christmas, you know? Like I'm a huge fan of Tory Lanez, by the way. Shout out to Tory Lanez. Um, the climate has changed and in a good way because um it's more so about the artists as as opposed to to the music or it's more so about the the entire soundscape around the artist and as opposed to just like this one project um labels may not like it because a lot of the times these projects are free Mm -hmm. but the artist gets to hit the road they could create a bunch of different merchandise around the branding of that project and then hit them with another project where you can hit the road again and then create an entirely different branding and just the way that we consume music so rapidly right now i think i think it works um but the the key thing is quality over quantity so like you can have people like future that drop all these projects so quickly after each other but you can't deny that the quality is still there um in like 2010 
was it 2010? Like when Wayne was dropping like mixtape after mixtape, dedication, you know, like uh, it was still like very top tier level rap, you know, like you couldn't front on that. Um, and I mean, like, it's not the front on, it's not to knock like different strategies. Like you have people like Pusha T who drop projects maybe like once every two years or so, but it's quality projects or Kanye or, or like, well, Drake kind of killed it last year still, but like you still like, it's just a different strategy that mm -hmm. it gives, um, it gives us artists more options. So Definitely. yeah, I dig it. Even the, um, the concept of EPs as opposed to LPs makes it a lot easier too. So Definitely. instead of taking like four months trying to put together 12 to 14 joints and making it, I think that helps as well. The fact that you could really concentrate on a more concise body of work mm -hmm. and making it as flawless as you want mm -hmm. instead of taking those four months and working on like these 12 to 14 songs and then trying to figure out how you're going to make it like fit all together and things like that. It's just, it's more inexpensive now it's just easier and and the fans the consumers are more in tuned to that they want the music very quickly um like even in my opinion i should have dropped like the second ep already like we dropped nowhere in september it's like february right now you know what i mean but it is what it is nonetheless yeah Definitely. You just don't want to drop music and it's forgotten the next day. There's got to be a strategy yeah. behind it. That's yeah. really, really important as well, too. Yo, man, I really want to thank you for giving me your time. You know, I always got your back. I always support you. Is there anything else that you want to say to the listeners right now of the Come Up Show and everybody else? Man, just thank you, bro. Um, Thank you, Chetto, first of all, for always fucking with me. I appreciate that. Like, you've been there from from the get-go, yeah. you know, so I appreciate that. Um, shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to everyone who's gotten nowhere. If you haven't gotten nowhere, make sure you check that out in any streaming platform, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, anything. You could get that anywhere online. And uh, yeah, man, like, just look out for, for more vibes coming very, very soon. And that's it for today's Come Up Show podcast. What did you guys think of the interview with KO? Please let me know. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Make sure you comment. Also on thecomeupshow.com. This is your boy Chetto. Until next Wednesday. Peace.